It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Which round one wide receiver would make the most sense for the Dallas Cowboys? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your locked daily Dallas Cowboys on. podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast locked Network, your on. team every locked day. Locked On. Locked, locked, locked On. Welcome back to the Lockdown Cowboys podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. This episode is brought to you by the Ultimate Football GM app. If you've ever dreamed of becoming an NFL GM and managing your own football franchise, this game is definitely for you. To download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up in the app stores. Our listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code LOCKDOWN, all in caps, in the game. I am Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. He is Landon McCool. Check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, we are talking about some first-round wide receiver targets for the Cowboys. Uh, did you have fun watching this group? I did. Yeah, it's a good group. Uh, I'm excited about the class overall. Uh, I think, you know, there's just, it seems like every time I'm, I'm, you know, elbow deep in one of these folks, I hear about two or three more guys that I have to check out uh, on Twitter or wherever. So uh, I, I'm excited to kind of talk about these folks and then frankly, kind of dive back into it to see a couple more after this. So the three receivers that we are going to be discussing today are TCU's Quentin Johnson, uh, USC's Jordan Addison, and Ohio, Smith, Ohio State's Jackson Smith and Jigba. Uh, just off the top, I don't see a wide receiver in this class that's like a locked top 10 pick. Frankly, there might not even be a locked top 15 pick in this class. But if you are in the market for a wide receiver too, this does feel like a pretty good draft for you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And we'll talk about it. I, I do think that you know one of these guys is going to be sort of artificially pushed up because I think teams are going to try to convince themselves that 
he's kind of the well i mean i think he could be a wide receiver one type but i do think that the vast majority of types of receivers in, in this class it's it is more of that kind of uh angling to be more of a high-end wide receiver too as opposed to a guy that you kind of build an offense around exclusively. All right, let's start with Johnson from TCU. He's the guy. Probably the one guy that you mentioned that's most likely to be thought of as a wide receiver, one, six foot four, 220 pounds, maybe the best athlete uh, in the class. But what did you see from him on tape? <clears throat> well, certainly fits the mold. You know, he's good height, he's got great length. He's tall, lean with with the kind of a muscular body type. He's similar to I thought to uh, DeAndre Hopkins. I thought physically looking kind of incredible leaper. Uh, he's going to track the ball and then moss defensive backs with his uh, jump and ability and his, his arm length. He can make the acrobatic catches that will make your eyes big. I mean, you're definitely going to see a lot of highlights of this guy. Uh, he doesn't quite stop on a dime. He, he takes a bit to kind of gather his feet at the top of his route when he's trying to stop or break. Uh, and he looks more comfortable on routes where he can kind of one cut in a direction while trying to maintain his momentum, uh, you know, as opposed to like routes where he's going to have to gather his feet at the top uh, of the route to stop either like a stop route or like an outbreaking route. Uh, I think he's less effective on those. Uh, he's tough to tackle after the catch. He uses his big body well, can slip around defenders, has kind of a slashing running style. Uh, there are times that I wish he would snatch the ball a bit more. Instead of uh, letting it into his body, I mean, you even see it on jump balls at times where it feels like he's trying to body catch the ball. Uh, like he's six four two twenty, but he doesn't play like a Mike Williams or a Mike Evans. Yeah, that way, right. Like he's more finesse than he is. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna box you out. This is my ball. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. He's one of these guys who his body type uh, doesn't quite match his style of play. You know, like he's not a physical, you know, tough guy player necessarily that he is more of a kind of a, a finesse sort of guy. Um, he has some shifty releases. He he is, like I said, he isn't great at start stop overall, but can drop his hips and shake cornerbacks at the line of scrimmage. He can really open it up once he's allowed to run in strides. He eats up grass quickly once he's he reaches that top gear and he's allowed, he's allowed to stretch his legs. Uh, I think he will be a dominant middle of the field receiver. He, he, routes that allow him to break inside without losing momentum. He's gonna, he's going to be really good deep, you know, crossers, eight routes, bang eights. Uh, uh, you know, I, I think that's the kind of thing that you're going to see him really uh, succeed in. Where does he win? I mean, he's the kind of X receiver prototype uh, with kind of a slashing running style. Uh, my unanswered question is: Is he kind of limited to an X receiver type role in the NFL? I, I, I don't see the kind of uh, shake and kind of uh, ex lateral explosion to be too useful in the slot. I think he could be kind of a vertical slot player to some degree. Um, but to me, this guy seems like a very prototypical X receiver in those kind of, you know, kind of Coriel systems where you're, you're drawing attention uh, and, and you're in your uh, effective kind of in breaking routes down the field. I'll be honest. He left me a little bit disappointed when I watched yeah. him because I was hoping that he would be like this, which he is. He, he's a fantastic athlete at his size, but I wanted him to be like just a bully after the catch yeah. and be somebody that you can move all around and play him in a slot, play him in the back, backfield, play him as an X receiver. And that's just not really who he is. He's more of a line him up at one spot and let him run, uh, let him run down the field. Uh, we should also mention he drops a ton of passes. Yeah, right? uh, I mean, 
I'm looking at PFF right now. He has a 12% drop rate. And usually I, I don't care about drops, but if you're not a polished receiver, which he's not, and you're dropping a lot of passes, and I worry about how you get off of press coverage and stuff, I, I have concerns. I, the other thing is his contested catch rate, you mentioned this, yeah. is like well below the 50th percentile. And if you're that big in college and you're struggling with contested catches, I, I'm not sure how I can trust you in the NFL to all of a sudden get a lot better in that area. I, I think that, you know, I, I would say if I didn't think that he was such a good athlete, I would say that I feel like he could potentially be falling into that kind of danger zone area of receivers that – Oh, who was that kid that came out of Mississippi a couple of years ago that just never panned out? I mean, Real just like these. Yeah, well, okay, him too. Of uh, 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 these big guys, wide receivers who like can't separate, and like we kind of make except, uh, excuses for them, and then they get into the league and like they just they can't do it, and 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 they have all these highlights. They they have incredible stats at extremely high level, and their game translates all the way up until the NFL. Right. Um, I don't know that he's quite that because I think he is a better athlete than I wish I could remember what this guy's name specifically was. But uh, but there's, you know, those kind of receivers who like just win so consistently on contested catch or just being a better, a bigger, better athlete than the guy in college. And then it gets the NFL and it doesn't kind of transcribe that same way. Um, I, I think he's a first rounder. I uh, I think he's going to be overdrafted because I feel like he's because he's the really only the X receiver prototype, and I feel like that prototype in general gets overdrafted. Uh, but I don't know that he. I have concerns about his ability to produce at the level that I would be expecting of him, based on where I feel like he's yep. going to get drafted. I wrote down Corey Davis as my comp for him. Yeah, coming okay. Out of, uh, Western yeah. Michigan because Davis was this freaky athlete with great size and he ran the, you know, he's like a four, four Oh type of receiver, but dropped a lot of passes and just wasn't super refined. Um, and now he's had his moments in the NFL. I think he's been hampered by quarter bad quarterback play, but Corey Davis went fifth overall, I think in 2017, these kind of guys get drafted really high. And I, I, I we're talking about Johnson as a potential pick for the Cowboys but to be honest I would be shocked if he's within seven picks of where the Cowboys draft I just yeah the name is Laquan Treadwell that's who I was thinking of oh I thought you were thinking about I thought you said Missouri I know I said oh I said maybe I did but I meant Ole Miss I'm sorry okay uh yeah I I I think it's that kind of guy right where uh the skill set is enough that you're going to take a swing right but the problem is is that unless this guy has like some traits like beyond that kind of and, and again he's not even necessarily that kind of like contested ball catcher even in college so yeah I, I have fears that because he's the unique body type in this class especially amongst these you know first round wide receivers that he's going to get drafted higher yep. than than he's going to be able to produce that especially early on and you know that's going to cause problems I will say I think there's some other schemes out there where he could go and thrive. I'm just not sure, sure it's the Cowboys scheme. Yeah. I think the Cowboys are looking for a different type of receiver. Maybe someone like Jordan Addison from USC, who we'll discuss next. <laughs> 
This episode is brought to you by the Ultimate Football GM app. You've heard us talk about this mobile game app before, and I can't tell you how much fun I had competing against some of the other Lockdown NFL hosts. But now it's your turn to compete. More on that in just a second. If you've ever dreamed of becoming an NFL GM and managing your football franchise, well, your dream has come true, and this game is definitely for you. You'll manage every strategic aspect of your team, play through seasons, and lead your team to glory trying to build a dynasty with the ultimate football GM app. You're going to be responsible for controlling the destiny of your franchise by hiring the right coaches and coordinators, trading players, navigating your franchise through free agency and the draft and all the ups and downs of the season. All this in a challenging but realistic game world. The ultimate football GM app is completely free and playable offline. So you can play on the go as you want and when you want to. We've created a Lockdown League for you to compete against other Lockdown fans uh, all over the world. Can you be the ultimate Lockdown football GM? All you have to do is choose the Lockdown League in the App Store to join, and we'll see if you can create your own football dynasty. Lockdown Cowboys listeners, get a 100% free boost to the franchise when using promo code LOCKDOWN, all in caps, in the game store. That is locked on all in caps. So make sure you check it out today to download the game. Just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up in the app store. That is ultimate-gm.com. Ultimate football GM. Start your dynasty today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Landon, let's discuss USC wide receiver Jordan Addison, who I've got a feeling you might like a little bit more for the Cowboys. Yeah, absolutely. What an odd uh, and very unique uh, uh, path he's had in his college career, right? I mean, he goes to uh, obviously a uh, school close to close to you ge- geography wise uh, at Pitt and becomes the Blitnikoff winner his his sophomore year, right? Because he's a junior, isn't he? Yeah, his sophomore year wins the Blitnikoff award and then transfers away from Pitt to go to play with Lincoln Riley and Caleb Williams and that crew over at USC. Uh, uh, and, you know, has numerically not quite the same season as a Blitnikoff year, obviously. Uh, but still, uh, you know, it was interesting to kind of watch him in that offense and, and see him thrive. Uh, he's got kind of, you know, average height. I mean, I think if we're being kind, right? He, uh, and I think he's has a slight build, you know, he, but he also may have his body close to tapped out. He's, he's, he's very... Uh, he, he's not short. He, there's other guys out there in some of the, in the class. You talk about Tank Dell and some of these guys who are actually, you know, sub five, nine receivers. Jordan yeah. Addison is not that, but he is probably under 180 pounds, I would say, or, or maybe at a hundred close. Yeah. And, and, and he's, I don't, I mean, just based on what you look at him, I don't know that he's getting any bigger, you know, like it, that's, that maybe is what he is. Um, he's versatile. He's very versatile. He lines up all over and runs a ton of different routes. You see him in the backfield. You see him in the slot. You see him outside. Um, you know, one thing that we'll talk about that I like about him, and I there are some similarities, I think, between him, uh, his game at least, 
uh, and Jackson Smith and, and Jigba, except that I think that you know, the kind of you know speed rankings and quickness and those things are all played with. But as far as some of the uh, the better parts of their game, I do think that that he also uh, uh, converts himself from receiver to ball carrier very quickly. Yeah. And that's one thing I, I really like about about some of these speedier guys is that you know they're going to make their living in or not always but part of what they're going to make their living doing is screens and short passes and getting the ball to them quickly and the speed in which they can secure the ball and then become a ball carrier is so important when you're talking about some of these tunnel screens and, and just kind of transitioning quickly both of these guys do that very well uh, Addison's not I, I wouldn't say an elite yak guy in the sense no. that he's not going to break a ton of tackles uh, he doesn't just he just doesn't have the mass to generate a ton of force behind his running. And you see that like he's trying to take angles where he's not going to be interrupted in his speed so that he can continue to accelerate. But if he gets, you know, hit by an arm or, or has any of his momentum lost, like it, it will throw him off track a little bit because he's just not a very big guy. I, um, I got his official size here. So yeah, from yeah. NFL Let's Scouts, 5'11", five, uh, so just over 5'11", okay. 175. Now, I won't be surprised if he comes in at the combine at like 182. But like we're just not talking about a big player here. Like he's Mm-mm. he's shorter. I mean, not short. He's just slighter. Yeah, he's not short. You know, that's the thing is that I would five say he's av- more than average five. height. Yeah, like he, there are, like I said, there are definitely guys who are small, shorter than him in this draft. I think the thing that you worry about is the combination of the height and the si- and the size. He's very slight, and you know it's just like it's it, it's it, and it, it doesn't affect his game outside of the fact that he gets tackled easily. Uh, despite all that, I will say that he he will get slung around and remain on his feet. He does have very good contact balance to kind of survive arm tackles. It just will lose. You know, he's not running through them. So. Uh, woefully underpowered as a run blocker, but his effort is excellent. He he does try. He's just not blocking anybody. No. Uh, he's a hands catcher. I do like that apart about his game. He you know he snatches the ball away from his uh, body. Uh, he does a good job of knowing kind of the angles he needs to put his palms in order to properly receive the ball. He tracks the ball leap well ball extremely well. There are like three or four different times when you see him uh, a deep ball being thrown, and he just times it perfectly over his shoulder. And then just you know catches it right in the basket right in stride like he had timed it up perfectly, uh, definitely excellent over the shoulder catcher. He's very sudden in and out of his breaks the line of scrimmage. He's got the feet of a flamingo dancer. He's got a number of great releases off the line. Like he really his feet are incredible, especially at the line of scrimmage. Uh, he has a high floor. I feel like due to NFL ready separation and release skills. Where does he win? He's a versatile, experienced. Uh, he's versatile, experienced, and reliable with speed, which I think is you know. Pretty great. I mean, almost like, you know, one wide receiver one traits. Uh, but again, his unanswered question to me is, will he ever be able to consistently break tackles? I think that's honestly the thing that's keeping him from being that kind of upper echelon wide receiver one type is that I, I think he just doesn't have that element to his game. Everything else here looks very polished for a guy coming into the NFL. And I think that's why he's going to fall outside the top 15 and potentially be in the range for the Cowboys is because, there are going to be a lot of teams that say, okay, hey, he's under 100, he's under six foot. He's under 185 pounds. He doesn't run a sub 4 40-yard dash, and he doesn't break tackles. That's just not a top 15 receiver for us, right? And to be fair, I agree. But if you're drafting in the, the back half of the first round, this is the player that profiles the best as like a wide receiver two, a high-end wide receiver two, especially for a team like the Cowboys that – 
already has a wide receiver one or a Vikings that already have Justin Jefferson. A couple of numbers really quickly. According to Pro Football Focus, 94th percentile in separation percentage. Uh, 92nd percentile in separation percentage versus single coverage. Uh, 91st percentile receiving grade versus single coverage. Like He's so good in (laughs) one-on-one opportunities, and that's exactly what Dallas needs from their number two receiver like. If you're going to be in a one-on-one situation, are you going to get open and are you going to catch the ball? That's exactly what Jordan Addison does. I think you know what you're getting with this guy. And I think that that in that sense, you know, not in a way that you normally do with these types of players because of the, those numbers that you just mentioned. Like a lot of these times you see these guys that come in and they have experience, but they've, they've done it against a whole bunch of zone coverage. They've done it against, you know, a uh, 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 lesser competition. This is a guy who, Won the Bolitnikov, transferred to a, you know a higher level of competition, honestly, and then uh, you know maintained that same level of of dom- well you know of at least on an individual play dominance yeah. Uh, yeah. against man coverage. I mean that's again against single coverage, and that's that's and what two he's going to be. That's what's so impressive: two different yeah. schemes, two different Very quarterbacks. Different yeah, I think that actually makes me feel better about him. Like if he would have just stayed at Pitt and had another twelve hundred yard year in seven touchdowns, we would have still liked him. But the fact that he's played with multiple different quarterbacks and multiple different coaches and it's balled out, I think the floor is so high here. Yep, absolutely. And I think he can come in and be a contributor right away just because of all the things you talked about. His specific skill set is something that he's not going to have to learn on the fly while other wide receivers are still trying to figure out how to fight off press, how to get off, of, uh, uh, off the line of scrimmage in the NFL. So I think he'll come in basically ready to do that. And I know I mentioned to you yesterday when we were talking on the phone about him, uh, I see a lot of Emmanuel Sanders to his game, kind of one of these receivers that can play outside, can play in the slot, not really super you know, fast or uh, has a great build, but just somebody who gets open all the time. And if you pair him with like a Demarius Thomas, like Emmanuel Sanders was, and you give him a CD lamb, I think Jordan Addison can be awesome. Another comp that I gave you was Tyler Lockett because Tyler Lockett, doesn't break tackles at all. In fact, he's mm. kind of bad after the catch, but he's able to ha- been able to have a really long career in the NFL because he's just avoided taking a lot of extra contact. I could see Addison doing something very similar in the NFL. And like Sanders too, you know, he doesn't have elite speed, but he's got good enough speed that if you miss him, he's gone. You know, he's he he's will score long touchdowns. Like that, right? Yeah. It's just not yeah. He's not Tyreek Hill or yeah. he's not going to beat you exclusively with speed, but he has the speed that if you're beaten, that you're beaten, you know, you're not probably not catching him. So I, yeah, definitely a, a high floor receiver. Who's got a lot of upside or maybe not a lot of upside, but, but definitely will pr- provide you a, a safe floor. And then, you know, from there he can get a little bit better. He can get a little bit more savvy with his routes. Uh, and I, like I said, I, I think his, his, you know, Top end is probably an extremely high wide receiver one. Uh, maybe for some team that's desperate and, or in transition, he could be a, a low end wide receiver uh, one for you. All right, let's talk about one more receiver from Ohio State who's maybe the more most polarizing receiver in this class next. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Landon, let's talk about Ohio State wide receiver Jackson Smith and Jigba. Uh, I'm really curious to hear your thoughts here. What did you think of him when you put on the tape? The 2021 tape, not the 2022 tapes. I did a little bit of both because he did play a couple games earlier this year. But I I, I will say that I am intrigued. Look, I've called you several times during this whole process and say, hi, it's me, a guy who's ignorant on 2021 college football season. I definitely was about to send out a tweet about can't wait to dig into this uh, Jackson and Jigba uh, tape from 2022 only to look up and see that he was injured for most of the year. I am a little bit surprised uh, before you know the the transition we came into this uh, uh, this the segment you mentioned that is a little bit uh, controversial pick or, or, or how'd you phrase it? You said he's a little polarizing because I love this guy. <laughs> like oh, I great. really, awesome. I really, really did like this guy. Uh, I think he's got average height with good arm length and decent muscle density, specifically in the lower body. Uh, I think he looks really well filled out in the lower body. He looks equal parts receiving back as he does receiver, I think. Uh, he's a snatcher. He's a hands catcher, has great instinct on what angle to present his hands in order to receive the ball. That's one thing I really liked about him is that the, the art of receiving the football, this guy is like has a master class in it. I, I don't know that I've ever seen – and we talked about it with Addison a little bit, um, but his – transition from receiver to ball carry is unlike any I, I think I've ever seen before. He, he's just, it's, it's not just that he's an, he's an incredibly natural receiver. Like he just has great instincts. Like we said, he, he just knows where to put his hands to catch it. He, he brings it in quickly, secures the ball. And then he has such great field vision and, and, and football IQ that he's incredibly decisive. Like once he has the ball and he secures it, he makes a decision immediately and he's gone. And, and, and that's what makes him so, so dangerous in some of these tunnel screens and some of these like quick stuff is that he's not the fastest guy. I mean, I don't think he's necessarily going to run like faster than a much faster than a four or five, but he's so decisive and there's no wasted motion in any part of his game, especially in the short yard, short yardage passing game that it, it really, it, it, it throws off defensive backs angles. It, it throws people's angles. They, they can't tackle him. He, he uh, has like really good pace with his stem routes when he's like, when he's running early parts of the routes, he runs with a forward lean and like with a, just a kind of a quicker pace than, than some of these other receivers. You see some guys, kind of slow roll their their routes as they try to get uh, mm-hmm. defensive backs ready and then they break them down. This guy runs with like such an increased pace that he eats up cushion quickly and then by the time he breaks and he does so so fluidly, the defensive backs don't have time to react and he just creates natural separation that way. Um, I, I think he will make a living on screens, short passes, and intermediate work, but he doesn't offer as much in a down-the-field skill set. Yeah. He can slip loose via route running to catch a deep pass, but he isn't leaving cornerbacks in the dust. He isn't mossing defensive backs above the rim down the field. That's just not his game. His game is very yak reliant. He's he'll line up all over. He's like a versatile player. Again, another guy that you saw line up in the backfield, line up in the slot, line up outside. They motion him in, they motion him out. They do reverses. They handle the ball. He, he does orbital motions. They throw him the ball out of the backfield, orbiting and then going back out the other way. Um, 
incredible, great ankle flexion, has incre- has incredible lean in his game and plays with a very good pad level. He just plays with a very good forward lean and low center of gravity, so his pad level stays low. Uh, he's he's a good blocker because he's solid and strong on, on the, in the lower body, and he's very, very willing. Um, high floor, and again, another high floor. I, I think ceiling will be likely based on his usage because it's going to be all about where you want to line him up and what you're doing with him opposite of other receivers in the, in the offense. I don't want to oversell him, but he is just one of those guys who you watch what he does, and he does so many small things so well that in a complementary way that all kind of complement each other that it adds up to something that is a sum larger than its parts, right? Like he's he's not going to blow anybody away with his 40s. He's not going to you know have a 40-inch vertical – um, but he does so many small things about the position well, and he's so – the word I kept on coming back was is natural. He's just so natural at the position. Uh, I think he's going to be a successful player. Where does he win? Smart, natural, versatile receiver with plus yak production. Uh, questions, unanswered questions, can he create downfield the way he does elsewhere? Uh, elsewhere? I, don't, I just don't think that's part of his game, but if you're no, looking for a guy in the – 20 yards or less range to just dominate the middle of the field, the flats, to be an outlet guy, to be a guy who line up in their backfield, to maybe carry some footballs. I I think this is a guy that you love to have on your team is a versatile player who works hard, who's reliable. Uh, These are the kind of guys that you need on your football team to win games uh, at at, at a lot of different positions. But I love this type of player. I honestly was very enamored with him. Mm, Okay. Uh, Not that I disagree with Basically everything you said. I'm just going to ask you some oh, questions. Boy. This is why you <laughs> consider controversial. Yeah. Is yeah, the size is six foot, almost on the dot, two hundred pounds, which is yeah. fine, right? That's a good body type. Yeah, there's some rumblings out there that the forty is going to be like four five seven to four five nine. Um, which okay, that's that's happened before. We've had some receivers. Cooper Cup is a great example, right? Right, yep. four six one. Or whatever. The yeah. difference is, is Cooper Cup was six foot three, two hundred and seven pounds, rather than six foot. Does it concern you drafting a four five five plus receiver in round one? No, because this is the kind of guy that exactly I don't worry about his forty. Like this is this is the type of guy who I would tell you to ignore his forty type because. His game is so refined. He's so smooth in what every single thing he does that his play speed is faster than his time speed, um, in my opinion. So, okay. No, again, I think I agree with you. The problem is is that typically and historically, those guys just go later in the draft, right? Like I'm thinking about sure. Ramon Ross St. Brown, who yeah. went in the fifth round, right? Mm-hmm. Cooper Cup went in the third round. Um, I know Lance Zerline at NFL.com compared him to Jarvis Landry, who went into the third round. So, do it's you comparison? I like that. Actually. Do you have to take this player into the first round if you can find similar type of players a round or two later? I, I think I think the thing that I think that's how we miss people like this, right? Is because You're probably right. I think that's probably I, the answer. I think that the problem is is that what makes him special is extremely hard to define. I think there are times when we get to the draft, and honestly, this is exactly the kind of conversation I wanted to have. There are times when we are too smart about this stuff, and we are we just overlook what is a very good football player, and we can't fit them into the boxes that we want. 
but we we watched the tape and like this guy is very good at football. <laughs> like he is very good at playing the position of wide receiver, you know. And so it's like I will when we, when people were talking about him as a top ten pick, I think that's too rich for me. But when we're talking about him as a late first rounder. That's when I'm like, okay, now I can see it, right? Because I you th- just. I, but, I, I was gonna say I think he has that value that that late first round value, but I think he's he's pushed up to there because of of all the kind of you know natural aspects. I, I yeah I think the idea of him being kind of you know the top ten top fifteen that's for the freaks right that's well for those the guys. are the guys that can that can do the underneath stuff and give you a vertical element yeah he just he's just not gonna do that for you. Yeah, he's a specialized player. He's just very, very good at that specialty, and I think that that's and I think that's what kind of what I meant by uh, the complementary aspects. Like the small things that he does well adds up to a very complete package of a player. A complete package in the sense that this is a short area wide receiver, a slot wide receiver, a versatile wide receiver. Like it's a very. I guess what I'm getting at is it's not like a complete situation. It's a I get a whole picture of him yeah. that, you know, not that he's a complete wide receiver. I just see the whole picture with him. It's very easy to look at him and see what he's going to do in the NFL and, and the level of success he's had. I think that there, are, the, the way you miss on a player like this is that you look at that, you look at that, you look at it. And then you go look at the 40 times you go look at the, <laughs> that, that all this other stuff. And then you're like, you've convinced yourself he can't do it. Despite the fact that he did this, for th- you know, two and a half years at, at Ohio State at the highest level, gets the best players in college football. So, uh, yeah, I like him a lot because I think, especially for our offense, I mean, you could put him anywhere. He could he could carry the ball from the, from the backfield. You could play him in the slot. You could play him as a Z. Uh, you can motion him out. I just think he's uh, the kind of reliable, versatile piece that can you know be. Uh, uh, someone who on third down, you know, will will find the opening in the zone and will catch the football when it gets delivered to him. Uh, I think those kind of guys are not valued correctly in the NFL because I think that it's difficult sometimes to see them because they their value exists outside of forty times, uh, you know, three cones receiving yardage his senior year. You know, it's it's it exists in that kind of nebulous area between the numbers. If you could pick one of these three receivers for the Cowboys to draft at 26, who are you picking? Hmm. I really do still like Jordan Addison. Like I, I, as much as I have just said all that stuff about Jackson, um, I think I, I like Jackson because I, I, I want to bang the table for him. Sure. Uh, I think Jordan Addison adds an element to your team he has a speed element that Jackson doesn't have yeah. that may be, uh, I, I, they're probably touching for me, honestly. I, I, I it, think it's Addison for me just because of the speed. Right. Yeah. I, I, I think that that's, that's where I would be too. Probably. Uh, again, not a great wide receiver class. If you need a number one guy inside the top 15, but teams drafting in the second half of the first round, that you're going to be pretty happy with the quality of receivers here. Uh, That is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. We want to thank you for making us your first listen every single day. Go download the podcast wherever you get your podcast. Go check us out on YouTube. You can follow Landon on Twitter at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. We'll see you guys right back here tomorrow.
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.